Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. President Biden meeting with the Pope, trying to get us to believe he's a good Catholic and the Pope said so, and oh, by the way, he should get communion. Also, Joe Biden, abortion is fine. Thank you for that. He was a famous African-American baseball player in America. I know. Americano, Afroamericano. And he didn't get to play in the Major League Baseball until he was 45 years old because he was black. Joe Biden is telling Pope Francis through an interpreter the story of Satchel Paige. Because, you know, that's what you do when you're hanging with the Pope. But no, America, we're in great hands. How many bourbon recommendations do you need? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. I don't know. I mean, at one at some moment it, it stops being parody and, and and starts just is it surrealism? Is it just sad? If you don't laugh, do you cry? Seriously, do you need the bourbon recommendation? I'm here to help. 833 got Tony. You can ask Tony mostly anything today. 833-468-8669. See, sometimes people do like like open lines. I know, we do ask Tony mostly anything. Because there's some things to be like, I'm not going to answer that. Most things, I'll answer. 833-468-8669. This Europe trip, it's got a couple of different components to it. And happening over a weekend will really... You know, not going to be able to share too much. It's because it's not only happening over weekends, it's happening over Halloween weekend. And I do want people to go and have a fantastic Halloween and stop worrying so much about the pot-laden candies. Every every report I'm seeing is, these, these candies look just like your kids, but they're actually marijuana edibles. Don't let your kids have them. No one's handing out marijuana edibles to your kids. They're eating the marijuana edibles, and then they're eating all the candy they would have given to your kids. And because of that, they're not going to be paying attention to the, to, to the president in Europe. But understand what happened yesterday. And we shared this, this ah, call it a presser if you want, this commentary from Joe Biden that they've got a deal. They've got a deal on infrastructure. They've got a deal on, on, on social spending. Oh, it's all together. It's all come together so perfectly. Nonsense. There was never any deal. Everything we heard from Joe Biden yesterday, absolutely, positively everything, was nothing more than Joe Biden wanting to look good to those European allies. Say, see, my policies are going through. I've got everything un- under control. It's super easy. Oh, yeah, the Build Back Better program, it's going gonna, it's gonna to build the roads and the bridges, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to cover hearing aids. This framework extends tax credits to lower premiums for folks on a fund who are in the Affordable Care Act for another three years. For four million, for four million folks in the twelve states that haven't expanded Medicaid, all the rest have. This framework will enable you to get affordable coverage, and Medicare will now cover the cost of hearing aids, 
and hearing checkup. So, you know, everything's fine and good, except it's not. This infrastructure bill was pushed back, but the social spending bill could very well be on track. It is a $1.75, $1.85 trillion bill that has nothing to do with infrastructure. Let's say it again. It has nothing to do with infrastructure, and the political left does not care about infrastructure. The progressive party does not care about infrastructure. They talked about it, but it turns out, uh, in terms of the Democrats talked about it, but progressives couldn't answer that. They wouldn't answer that. Progressives would rather say, eh, infrastructure, nice, but, but green and healthcare and all our woke stuff, please. All our woke stuff, that's what we want to do. That's what we want to talk about. And that's why Speaker Pelosi yesterday had to admit that the, the vote on an infrastructure bill, that was going to get, that was going to have to wait. The White House House framework includes a $100 billion investment that they say is separate for immigration. Mm -hmm. Is that separate within the Build Back Better Act, or is it separate from the Build Back Better Act? It's over and above the the 1.75. Madam Speaker, 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 The entire theater of Joe Biden showing up on Capitol Hill and rallying the troops. The troops are not behind him. The troops are not with him because the progressives cannot be controlled. He can't get the infrastructure done. There will only be social spending. And I don't even know if they're going to get that done because I don't know if they've got the votes in the Senate. Specifically, of course, we're talking about two people, Joe Manchin. And Kirsten Cinema. What I find interesting about those Senate Democrats is there's not a one amongst the progressive Democrats in the Senate who's going to say, this is too low. I'm not voting for this. It has to be at least $2.6 trillion for, to, to get my vote. Bernie Sanders is going to vote for this. Dick Durbin's going to vote for this. Chuck Schumer's going to vote for this. What madness. I thought these people were committed to doing something great for America. I saw this tweet from Ron Klain, who is the the chief of staff for Joe Biden, and Ron Klain is a is of course a a, a partisan. Uh, Ron Klain is a guy who was the Ebola czar. He was the uh, chief of staff for Joe Biden when he was vice president. So Ron Klain has a front row seat to the mental decline and does nothing about it. But he was the Ebola czar. And then COVID comes, and instead of saying, hey, how can I help my country? He's like, hey, how can we win an election? That's Ron Klain. It's hard to have respect for the guy. So somebody was talking about how Build Back Better is getting slashed, right? This big Obama plan, right? Biden's pursuing a New Deal agenda without New Deal majorities. He has 96% of Democrats, but the other 4% have veto power and are wielding it ruthlessly. That's the progressives. And Democrats never prioritize their policies. Thus, they don't have a playbook for how to, how, to, uh, how to trim anything down. The Democrats want one thing. The progressives want another thing. And what the progressives want is all the things. You got to understand that the progressives are a model by which to work from. That is, that is weird for people. 
Hard to get your head around, but follow me on the mathematics. The progressives, led in the House by Pramila Jayapal, she is the representative from Washington State. You know it, of course, as the squad. Cortez, Presley, Omar, Tlaib, Bowman. They are purists. They are headstrong. And they know they only have their base when they play in the all-or-nothing space. That's the only way they get their people. They can't even, they, they cannot exist unless they're giving that base everything they want. But giving that base everything they want in terms of the talk and not equivocating is what got them the power and what has gotten them the fame. Their job is to push harder and not compromise because that is seen by the people who follow them as valuable. That's seen as strength. Republicans can appreciate this. Watching Trump not cave, watching Trump not fall for the uh, media pressure is what got people to love him. Love him. It doesn't matter what you think about Trump. That guy has followers who love him personally. On a very deep level. You think AOC is the only one who's got this? Of course not. What's the real difference between AOC and Trump? In terms of presentation and attitude and willingness and fight. She's the same. She doesn't know she's Trump. What they're most mad about with Trump is that Trump took their game. That's what they're most angry about. They hate the fact that Trump did progressive better than progressives do progressives. And progressives do it pretty well. So the progressive has to ask themselves, uh, do they want something or do they want everything? And the answer is they want everything, even if it means that they get nothing, because it proves to their base that they're trying to get everything. And that's more valuable. They don't have to worry about if the Democrats control the House. That isn't something that is their top priority. Democrats worry about that. Progressives worry about their base not turning on them and being as woke as possible. So this conversation gets put out about Biden pursuing a New Deal agenda. We're talking about FDR. We're talking about the 30s. Without New Deal majorities. And Ron Klain tweets out, it's twice as big in real dollars as the New Deal was. This could be the Congress that goes from 12 years of universal education to 14, that makes the largest investment in fighting climate change ever, that cuts what families pay for child care in half. I found it interesting as this, you know, he's embracing the, the New Deal as the White House chief of staff. They always said that the Republicans want to take you back to the 50s. Democrats want to take you back to the 30s. And when you take a look at the economy, they've done it. What a weird, weird thing to embrace. But Ron Klain is right up there on that progressive side. And that's why Joe Biden is so easily moved on these things. He has no core. He has no fundamentals. The man has no uh, objective political decency. The most I can say about the man is that he clearly loves his family. Clearly loves his family and good on him. I clearly love my family. After that, he has no core. I do. I'm just using me as the example because you can use yourself in the example there. What's the core of Joe Biden? What is it deep down that he's trying to do and try and maneuver? And the answer is he's just trying to make people happy. Make those progressives happy. Be able to get his four years in. Even Joe Biden doesn't think he's going to run for re-election. 
Joe Biden doesn't think that. Nobody thinks that. Of course, they won't talk about that, but that's neither here nor there. So he goes to Capitol Hill, puts on a big show, makes a sweet announcement, and gets on a plane and goes to Europe. But nothing changed. As a matter of fact, I can't tell you that they've got the votes on the social spending bill. They won't vote on infrastructure because they don't care if you have roads and bridges and waterways. They don't care about the ports. None of that matters. What they care about is that they have an expansion of Medicaid and they've got a conservation corps and whatever other wish list things have still made it. Oh, they're not going to have universal or they're not going to have a paid uh, college education. They won't have paid community college. They'll get that in the next one because they don't stop. They don't rest. They don't quit. That's what you need to know. Now, I tell you all of this knowing that it's not the top story of the day. The top story of the day isn't even Joe Biden in Europe and acting this ridiculous kind of weirdo with the Pope. It's just weird, man. He's just he's just a, not able to keep it all together. He just cannot do it. No. The story of the day is how Joe Biden and his team want to push payments to people who are here illegally to the tune of $450,000 for the 900 plus people who have sued the administration for the psychological trauma of being separated at the border when they came into the United States illegally. This is a real, real thing. I will give you that story coming up. I'm Tony Katz. That's Joe Biden uh, as he's continuing uh, the trip around Europe saying that, oh, no, 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 the great conversation with the Pope. He was just happy I was a good Catholic and should get communion. Catholics may see this differently. <laughs> Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not that I have a dog in the fight. But certainly, uh, because I'm not Catholic, how, how, how am I supposed to really connect with the concept of where Catholics may be and what they may uh, think of Joe Biden being a guy who's okay with abortion, fighting for abortion in America while claiming to be a Catholic? I, I, I can't, I can make an assumption of how I view it because as a rational person, I can do that. But I'd have to assume that somebody who is Catholic sees it differently or could see it differently or certainly could see it more emotionally. I, I've, I've said this before. I know that my father, since I am beyond a young man, before I was a young man, was always telling me about how to deal with the police if I ever had to interact with the police. For forever, my father's been having that conversation with me. Am I to believe that my father's interactions and thoughts would be the same as that of a black mother in America? Now, 
Note I don't say that a black mother in America believes that all cops are bad or all cops are this, that, and the other, or America's racist. I'm not engaging that. I am saying that if you were to take a look at how news tells stories over the past few years, stories you haven't heard recently, by the way, if you would take a look at how they position things, it would seem to me rational that a black mother is very probably having a different conversation with her black son than a white mother is having with her white son when they head out for the evening. Based on what it is they see in news, how things are, are, are portrayed, it would not be surprising to me that there would be a different conversation based on anecdotal stories or family histories or cultural conversations wouldn't wouldn't be a shock to me at all and in any way. So why would I be surprised if, if Catholics have a very different take or a more personal take uh, um, on on Joe Biden making this claim? When Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi make this claim of being good Catholics and import, the importance of their Catholicism and they're okay with abortion, look, I'm Jewish, and I'm telling you right now that bacon is delicious. I know where I'm failing. And with the places I don't know, that's what I have my rabbi for. But I don't ever make the assumption of thinking that somehow I got it all together when there's something so glaring. And my glaring is breaking, uh, you know, uh, one of the rules. Their glaring is being okay with the taking of life. All I wanted is something for my turkey sandwich. That's it. Something to go with my eggs. Nothing more, nothing less. But I don't get to rank. That doesn't mean that somebody who is Catholic may not see it differently. That's my point. Now, I want to get into a series of things regarding mandates. And this piece from Forbes... I. I I was doing this on my morning show. I had to keep myself from screaming. Why? Because everything we've been saying about COVID and spread is fact because we've been dealing with the facts from the beginning. This new study backs us up. And once you see it, you realize there's no reason for mask mandates and no reason for vaccine mandates. But maybe nothing is better than the bigotry of Representative Ocasio-Cortez and Cori Bush. And the fear-mongering on climate. I've got it all. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. We were staying in Paris to get away from your parents. And I thought, wow, if I could take this in a shot right now, I don't think that we could work this out out on the terrace. Christy Noem is the governor of South Dakota, signing an order to protect state employees from the vaccine mandate of Joe Biden. Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today, it's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, that's the number. Would love to hear from you. 833-468-8669. Ask Tony mostly anything. I'm just in the mood. Give a call. Happy to talk to you. South Dakota is fighting back against President Biden's illegal vaccine mandates and the order protects citizens and, quote, their right to medical and religious exemptions under any federal vaccine mandates. Now, we should note that people are losing their vaccine mandate claims 
everywhere. People who want to say, I have a religious exemption, they're being told no. They're being told sorry. They're being told too bad. Hearing that everywhere, on an anecdotal level, I'm hearing that everywhere. Which is too bad, really. Because I don't believe that the government actually gets to question such a thing. They don't get to say no. And they don't get to say, like Governor Kathy Hochul did, well, I talked to a lot of religious leaders and they say there is no religious exemption. Who said that was the religion? If I have freedom of religion, freedom to worship as I choose, I can choose anything at any second. No, 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 no. You've got how many genders? Why don't you look it up, producer? All right, can you tell me how many genders there are in New York that I can put on a birth certificate? Would you do that? How many genders there are in New York? I think there's three. No, 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 no. You're talking about on a passport, you can put male, female, or X. But why don't you look up how many genders does New York identify? Wait, do you want to guess? Oh, do you have have it? Yes. Hold on a second. If you have it, well, then we might as well. I mean, we're here. Play America's, one of America's favorite games. It's called Name That Number, or What's That Number? It's called What's That Number? I forget sometimes. The game's just so exciting, I forget. And usually what happens is I have a number, and I give it to producer Ari, and Ari has to guess what that number is. And I, I'll tell him the number, and he has to guess what it means. But in this case, we know what we're asking about. We just don't know the number, but producer Ari knows. How many genders are there in the state of New York? Producer Ari, you know the number. Yeah, it's it's not nope. what I expected. Okay, I'm, I'm going to guess. Sure. I'm going to guess, and I'm going to say there are 73 genders in New York. Am I? Do I have to go higher or lower? You are a little high. I'm a little high. Oh, just a little high. I could be tricking you. You're high. I'm high. I will go lower, and I will go to... Now, if I don't go below it, then I'm out. So I have to go below it to be able to then go up if I need to. That's correct. I will go to 64. Oh... You are you are uh, too high still. What's the number? Thirty-one. Is that all? Are you kidding me? I I, I thought there would maybe be like seven. If there are thirty-one genders in the state of New York, I can invent a religion like that. I feel like there's a lot of paperwork though. With oh, I don't I don't need paperwork. I just have to believe. Tell me I don't identify. I dare you. I dare you to tell me I don't identify. Watch what happens. I'm just playing by their rules. So when they tell you you're not allowed to have a religious exemption, who are they to decide my religion? My religion is whatever I say it is at the moment, based on what they believe. I'm just utilizing their rules. Now, I don't actually believe that, but they don't need to know that. They don't need to know that I don't actually believe that. Also, we should note that this move from Christy Nome is because she's running for president and she can't keep getting beaten by Ron DeSantis, who had one of the great lines just the other day. We've gone from 15 days to slow the spread to three jabs to keep your job somehow. Are you kidding me? That's a winning argument. That is a winning argument, and I remain absolutely opposed to vaccine mandates because as we have discussed they don't do anything 
They don't provide anything. We have discussed, you and me together, that a vaccine helps the person who might get COVID not have such serious symptoms. That's what it does. Doctors will tell you, nurses will tell you, ER uh, officials and, and, and personnel will tell you that people who are vaccinated are not the ones filling their ERs, not the one filling their hospital beds, not the one filling their ICUs. It's not the vaccinated. And certainly there have been issues with the vaccine in places. I don't think as many as we've seen in terms of how the vaccine has worked for people. I still think that the data shows the vaccine works. But if somebody doesn't want it, they don't want it. It's on them. I like personal responsibility. And the reason I am so easygoing on this subject in terms of get it or don't is because no data has ever shown that with a vaccine, you carry a lessened viral load. Meaning somebody who is vaccinated can easily have COVID because we've seen the quote-unquote breakthrough cases, which was always a terrible way to put it because if a vaccine is 95% effective, it didn't break through anything. It just walked through a hole in the fence. Didn't break through anything. If someone got smallpox today, okay, maybe. And let's hope nobody gets smallpox. Didn't break through. But somebody who has the vaccine can get COVID. Just like somebody who has COVID could have no symptoms. Remember the days of asymptomatic? A person with the vaccine could have COVID and have no symptoms and spread them to other people. Of course they can. The vaccine doesn't stop spread. The vaccine doesn't stop viral load in the nasal pharynx. Now there are people who have been lying to themselves and others, Joe Biden included, that we need everybody vaccinated and that's how we'll stop COVID. That's not how it works. Everybody who is anybody who has been thinking for half a second realizes that you could vaccinate every man, woman, and child around the globe and COVID still exists. The vaccine doesn't eliminate COVID. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. We know this because we've been honest from the very beginning. And the people who've been honest with themselves have never, ever lived in fear about this thing. And I will tell you that I have watched people like you have live in fear, and I have come to the conclusion that I have less respect for them. That you could say that you're immunocompromised, that you're worried that this could really hurt you, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. If you're older and this can really hurt you, I think that that is a cause for you to make decisions. I I agree that the nation should live in fear and hide and lock down. The people who still believe that. I didn't agree with the people who believed it then. The people who still believe that, it is hard to have respect for those people. I don't. They can, they can make their choices, not open their business, and they can hide under the bed all they want. They can't make me do it. And they are desperate to make you, me, and we do it. That's why we need everybody vaccinated so we can put an end to COVID. This is from Bloomberg. It's a study that showed up in the Lancet Infectious Diseases Medical Journal. I am aware that the Lancet has had issues before. 
It's a study out of the UK, year-long, 621 people. And what they found is that peak viral load was similar regardless of vaccination status. That means that if somebody was vaccinated, they have, give or take, the same viral load, the same amount of COVID as somebody who is not vaccinated. Those who who were inoculated cleared the virus more quickly and had milder cases, while unvaccinated household members were more likely to suffer from severe disease and hospitalization. This we know. But we also understood that the people who wanted to make the claim about the vaccine being a cure-all were wrong and that vaccinated people could carry COVID. So we knew that they could have the same viral load. We knew it. We discussed it. And now we've got data. The data tells us only one thing. Put an end to the mandates. The data tells us put an end to mask mandates. That's what the data tells us. There is simply, simply, No reason to mandate these things. A professor of infectious disease at Imperial College London who co-led the study says, our findings show that vaccination alone is not enough to prevent people from being infected with the Delta variant and spreading it in household settings. The ongoing transmission we are seeing between vaccinated people makes it essential for unvaccinated people to get vaccinated to protect themselves. Wrong. It is clear that unvaccinated people who have chosen not to be vaccinated are making a choice and they understand the risk that if they get COVID, it is possible they will deal with much more severe infection or they'll be totally asymptomatic and they've made the bet. This is the part that doctors, I think, get confused by and certainly we have seen people across the country get confused by. The people not getting vaccinated are making a bet that it won't bother them. And you could say, I think that bet is dumb. Okay. I think it's dumb that grown women wear spandex every day of the week when they're going out and somehow think it's acceptable clothing. I think it's absolutely ignorant to take the rent money and put it on 23 Rouge in Vegas. But people do it. And I don't get to tell them not to. Because if I could tell some people not to be wearing the spandex, men included, I would do it. That's really problematic to you, huh? Oh, it's weird, dude. It's like the whole pajamas in a, in a, in a, on an airplane. Just stop. Just stop it. By the way, the CEOs of airlines are, are now losing their minds. There was a flight. I forget what airline it was. It was from New York to, to California. It got diverted in Denver because a passenger punched a flight attendant in the nose and broke her nose. I'm to the point where I want to start throwing people off of planes mid-flight. I don't don't have to be diverted. Let him be diverted. Let him be diverted by at least 32,000 feet. We'll give him a parachute. Fine. Fine. Be that's you are soft. That's what you are. These 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 airlines are right, and these flight attendants are not going to take it, and they don't have to. You won't get me to disagree that there's no need for mask mandates, but you can't get mad at a flight attendant because the mask mandate has been provided by the federal government. Change the government. Don't get mad at the flight attendant. 
They didn't do anything wrong. You're out of your minds. Don't act up on a plane. And don't wear pajamas on a plane. Don't wear... They're called pants. Find a pair. Go for it. Try it. You might like it. By the way, I feel feel the same way about guys and joggers. Is that still a thing? Joggers? Which is basically like sweatpants that, I don't know, have pockets. They're very tight sweatpants. Very tight sweatpants that have pockets? It's nonsense. The people who have chosen not to get vaccinated have made a bet. The first part of the bet is based on the idea that they're going to survive this thing. They're fine. The vast majority of Americans survive this thing. They've made the bet. The others may have made a bet that even if they were to get it, it won't be that bad. Based on health and a series of other things that you can agree or disagree with. It is not essential for unvaccinated people to get vaccinated to protect themselves. It's not. But that's a matter of opinion. Personal, may I add. As a matter of science, both spread COVID. So why is anybody mandating it? Well, we mandate it at our workplace to make sure everybody can get back to work. This is the same country that wants to talk about giving months of paternity leave, right? I I just want to make sure I understand. We need the vaccine so we can be efficient in the workplace. But if you're having a baby, you can take three, four, five months off. Now, if it turns out you can't have a baby, well, then, you know, too bad. Get back to work. And if it turns out you can't have a baby because you're infertile because you took the vaccine, isn't that just the weirdest of luck? By the way, I've not seen any data that shows that taking the vaccine will somehow create infertility. I know people do indeed worry about it. That's a conversation for you and your doctor, not a conversation for the internet. Just so we're all clear, if you're relying on the internet to give you data on that, you're doing it all sorts of wrong. You have a doctor, go to them, talk to them. You don't have a doctor, make an appointment and talk to a doctor for 10 minutes. They'll talk to you. A nurse will talk to you. You can get actual data. But this story out of Bloomberg, this study, mandates are nonsense. Governors are right to fight fight the mandates. They are right to fight. As a matter of fact, it's the governors who don't that I question. I'm Tony Katz. Black Friday sales are already starting. Over at Target, they're starting the Black Friday sales. At Walmart, they start them in the beginning of November. Because they know they have to get all the sales they can now because there might not be the product. I ordered uh, an iPhone for my wife, 13, because, you know, I'm I'm that kind of loving husband. I thought you wanted to get off the grid. I want to get off the grid. The grid won't get off me. I, <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. I, 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 I thought about doing other things. I looked at other things. There's nothing else. If BlackBerry went back to an operating system, I would do it. You're always talking about this, man. I know. It drives me crazy. So anyway, uh, get, get our 13, and, and I ordered it. All right, uh, we should have a tracking number for this next week, and we'll let you know when it's coming. 
It's been two weeks. There's no tracking number. And I went to go visit another uh, store that's connected. I'm like, so do you have any 13s? And uh, the the look of, oh, honey. Like I, I had just asked the most ridiculous of questions. Apple says that the supply chain issues have cost them $6 billion. Not surprised. The supply chain issues are not done. Meanwhile, Twitter threw Congressman Jim Banks out. Or they won't let him back on until he deletes a tweet that was pretty honest. Even if you thought it was rude. We'll talk to the Congressman next. This is Tony Katz today.